welcome to the Be Glad Movement. My name's Pollyanna and I'm on a mission to bring you as many stories as possible of good coming out of bad and reasons to be glad. In this episode, recorded back in 2018, I talked to Lauren Turin. Lauren was at the top of her game working in the international financial services sector when all of a sudden she started to experience brain fog, sleep loss, fatigue and was struggling to remember the key points she needed to make in her meetings. She quit her job thinking she had the onset of early dementia only to later find out that she'd actually been going through the menopause. With 50% of the population set to experience the menopause, it's important we all educate ourselves on the signs and symptoms so we can better support women and navigate these times together, ensuring they stay in work to to negate skill loss and that relationships are saved and ultimately enhanced through kindness and empathy. Listen on to hear Lauren's story and what she's doing now to support businesses. Well, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to to share what I've been through over the last few years. Um, I live in Bristol in England. So five years ago, I was working in a senior role doing large scale um, programs and projects to maintain the integrity of the financial services firm that I worked for. A big part of my job was keeping the directors out of jail um, Mm. by making sure that we were compliant with all the regulations. So I loved what I did, had great teams globally in India, the US and the UK, and really thoroughly loved the job that I did. I had such good fun with the people I worked with. And I went through a phase where suddenly I found that my concentration wasn't so great. And Mm -hmm. when I was going to meetings, I was having to be prompted by my team before I go to the meeting to tell me what was um, required of me at the meeting or what points I had to make. And this kind of drifted on for a while. And one day I found myself being caught by a member of my staff, literally. He was a big bear of a man and he literally grabbed hold of me because he saw that I was about to pass out. And I basically had palpitations and I was literally going and he just propped me on the floor, feet up until I came back round again. And that was when I kind of thought, whoa, I wonder what's going on here. Over the course of time, I was very fit. I was eating really well. And I couldn't really put my finger on what was not quite right, but I knew something wasn't. Mm. Then I found my self-esteem took a bit of a knock. So I hadn't been sleeping for um, quite a while and going to work, be quite fatigued, quite tired. Concentration was, you know, shot. Meetings were quite tricky. Self-esteem took a nosedive. Self-confidence closely followed behind. And I really thought I was losing the plot. And it was after a meeting with my boss one day where he kind of was gently suggesting that perhaps, um, you know, things weren't quite as they should be. And that I kind of thought, whoa, that was kind of like the the end game for me. So not long after that, I had some time working from home. And it was during a holiday with my son. We were in Iceland and I realised I'd slept like a baby for four nights. And I'd had such fun and laugh. And my son had said to me, Mum, it's such good fun to be with you in Iceland. And can we come back in the summer when the snow's gone? And I was like, yes, sweetheart, of course. And when he went to sleep on the last night of the holiday, I sat bolt upright in bed and I just sobbed my heart out. And I phoned the GP surgery and asked for an appointment on the answering machine. Yeah. Um, so the basically what had happened over the course of about 18 months, unbeknownst to me, I had gone through menopause. 
and I left my job thinking I had early onset dementia. Oh no. Yeah. So it was quite a weird time. I'm a single parent and you know, my son has a couple of medical conditions that mean that we are frequent flyers in and out of the local children's hospital. Um, and I suddenly sat at home thinking, right, now what? Because I thought I had no idea how to put food on the table or pay the bills. So it was one of those weird scenarios. I was in my early 40s. I was on the contraceptive pill that meant I didn't know my periods had stopped because I didn't have any anyway. Right. And um, it was just, I would never have even thought that, um, you know, perimenopause or menopause, I didn't even know what perimenopause meant at the time. No. So for me, it was really important. As soon as my GP told me what had been going on, and he was amazing. It was really important for me to find a way to learn everything I could about menopause and also to find a way to help share my story or help raise awareness about carrying menopause and menopause for other women, sure. but also for businesses so that they could become menopause savvy and menopause supportive. Right. Because clearly 100% of women go through menopause yes. and everyone around them is impacted by it. So what I discovered was that women aged 50 plus are the fastest growing cohort of UK employees. So we are now taking on more responsibilities. We're working longer. We're working later into life. We're taking on more senior roles. We're also juggling families, whether it's elderly parents or young children or possibly even grandchildren that we're helping yeah. with as well. So we're kind of trying to do it all. With, I think I've heard it's called the sandwich generation. Right. So um, it's really important for people to understand what menopause is around. So I've, I've done a number of coaching courses. I'm a qualified health coach. I'm doing a holistic MBA at the moment. Right. I try and find opportunities to talk and help people understand more about the different stages of menopause and the fact that there's 34 recognised symptoms. 34 um, symptoms? Wow. 34, yeah. So it's amazing because everything from... You know, what we know about brain fog and um, you know sleeplessness and hot flushes and night sweats but it's also things like hair loss or hair growth you know where you want it to be or not wanting it to be and you know tweezers become a girl's best friend wow. um, and things like loss of libido vaginal atrophy vaginal dryness things people really don't talk about sure so I discovered that well I didn't discover menopause typically happens between 45 and 55 and that means that you've had your last period. So right. the average age is 51. There's a spike in women going through disciplinary action at work for the first time in their life between 45 and 55. Uh. There's a spike in divorce between 45 and 55. Right. And the average age of menopause is 51. Well, there's a, there's a peak of women attempting suicide or successfully um, taking their own lives age 51. Crikey, I didn't so know I don't, Yeah, I don't think it takes a rocket science to realise that it's a very vulnerable time of life, but it doesn't have to be. If mm. we become educated about this and we can, you know, teach people, children, so they recognise what's going on with their, their mother, partners, employers, everybody, then, you know, there's no reason why this can't become really well managed and allow women to continue to flourish during this time. Sure. So sure. that's a big part of what I do. So I do a reasonable amount of media work just to get the message out there. I work with organisations to help them understand what they can do to help support their women. And I work with women in groups and one-to-one -one programmes to help them get a real sense of calm 
really work with their own mindset and get them into great nutrition, hydration, movement, relaxation, stress management, and, and really understand how to get into positive relationships. So that's a big part of what I do now. Um, and it's just great to see the women that have gone through the programs or the businesses that you know start to really think about what they need to do to help support the, their female colleagues at this time of life. Yeah, do you know, Lauren? It's it's. I know, and obviously now that my aunties and my mum have, have gone through the menopause, and I know that it's something that I'll have to go through at some point in time. But considering that fifty percent of the population are, are, are having to do this, it's something. You know, what you're doing is is incredible, and I've never heard of anybody else doing anything like that, offering sort of training and support to to yeah. make this a mainstream you know um something that really it should be something that doesn't have to be thought about yeah. because you know yeah I, I love what you're doing i think it's really important um have you come across anybody else doing I mean, obviously you've researched and done a lot of background yeah. work have you come across other yeah. people doing similar because i've never yeah. heard of i think there's there, there are a number of people now beginning to think about this area and trying to see how they can incorporate it into mental health training or their consultancy work um, there's a number of people out there calling themselves menopause coaches, but I'm not quite sure what their qualifications or background are. So right. um, I, I'm, the, I'm the official health coach for a company called Become, and I'm working with a couple of other firms in uh, the US and in California where they need to do a conference next year. Right. And I run an annual conference for employers on World Menopause Day as well. Oh. So I'm looking to kind of take that on the road at some point, but that's just the planning and timing. Sure. So there is a World Menopause Day. What day is there that? There is. That's the 18th of October. Okay. Okay. Um, that's uh, so interesting. And how are when you've been going into companies and sort of doing your training? How are the men receiving this? Are they just as receptive? Right. Yeah. So typically, most businesses will run different sessions throughout the day. So first of all, it'll be just menopause awareness, facts and figures for everybody to attend. Then I tend to do a women session, which is getting a bit more intimate about some stuff that's much more personal than you might want to discuss with sure. their colleagues at work or certainly their male colleagues. Then I'll do a men's, men only session. Right. And a lot of that is talking about their wives, talking about you know, some changes in relationships. So there's a nice story of a, a couple I worked with, a friend of mine going back sort of years and years ago, mm. um, had got married, when I got pregnant with my son, he got married and he moved to Australia. Um, and he was back in the UK a couple of years ago, looking at moving back over here, getting a job, getting a house again, and but because he was getting divorced. Um, so when I was kind of talking to him about the stages he was going through to move back to the UK, we were chatting one day and I just said, look, you know, it doesn't sound to me like your wife is someone that you're not, you know, in love with and that, you know, it sounds like she's your best friend and he goes, she is. Yeah. But there's just been no intimacy for four years and he didn't want to cheat on her but he couldn't live like that either. Right. So through some, you know, sensitive questioning, some behavioural changes and some interventions over there, um, they are now living happily ever after and enjoying their life again. But wow. it's taking down to the fact that she was, you know, she had suffered really badly with general atrophy and um, that just meant that, you know, being intimate was really, really difficult. Um, right. you know, it's impossible, it's just too painful, but it can be overcome. So right. I have a lot of conversations with men along those kind of lines as well. 
as well as explaining the kind of, you know, as the hormones are fluctuating, how that can impact on people's moods and their behaviour. And that quite often, you know, women can be prone to saying or doing something that they, they really didn't intend. You know, sometimes I can actually see people, the words are coming out of their mouth, they want to catch the words and push, push them back in. So just explaining that to men, and quite often I'll get feedback like, um, didn't want to come to session, but, you know, actually it was much better than expected. I'll get feedback saying things like, um, you know, this is stuff we should be taught in school. And the other one that I frequently get is you might just have saved my marriage. Wow. So the male sessions are really powerful. Um, and then I do line management training as well. So lots of different ways of approaching it. Fantastic. Such important work. Really, really important work. Well done. That, and yeah, it's, and being a woman, I've never even considered it before. So <laughs> yeah, I might be ringing you up in five or six years time. <laughs> um, Lauren, what would your advice be to somebody who thinks they might just be sort of starting the menopause? What yeah. would you say to a woman that was sort of a bit unsure, like you were back, yeah. back in the day when you were getting fuzzy headed and lightheaded, yeah. that kind of thing? What would I you think say? there's two main there's two main things. First of all, get educated about menopause. Jump onto women of a certain stage. There's lots of information and links on there. Womenofacertainstage.com. Um, there's a great website which is 34 menopausal. 34menopausesymptoms.com and um, there's a link to it. They're, they're both linked to each other and just read up on what the symptoms are read up on what you can do about them you know this isn't a medical situation it's a natural life phase the same way as puberty is it's just that it comes at a time of our lives when we're usually coming to a peak when we've got lots of responsibilities so get yourself educated about it that's the first thing right. the second thing then is to make sure you're talking to people about it find out what's going on with your friends, find out what support is available. You know, there's lots and lots of um, free support available. Um, there are a number of therapies available. You know, make sure your diet's really good, you're keeping well hydrated and you're moving your body, but get talking. So go and see your GP if you're really struggling and find out you know, if there's any medication that you may be um, benefiting from, if that's your thing as well. Um, but certainly look at your lifestyle and, and make sure you're chatting to people. I really loved listening back to this episode, not least because I'm due to turn 40 on Thursday and although I'm currently pregnant with our second child, being aware of these signs and symptoms seems like a really important thing to do. If you like this episode, please do like and share it with anyone who you feel would benefit from hearing it and as always the conversation continues on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so please do feel free to join me there and let me know what you think. I'm looking for new guests, so if you know anyone who would be willing to share their story, then please do put them in touch. It really doesn't matter if it's a story similar to one that has already been shared, because I really do believe your story in your voice has the ability to help someone in their time of need. With so much love, you've been listening to Lauren Turin, Pollyanna and the Be Glad Movement. Until next time, look after yourselves and each other, and I'll look forward to speaking to you in the next episode.